0: This is Live with Ryan Reese. Call now, one 564 6173 or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook.
1: What's up, family? It's going down tonight. I got one of my good friends in studio. You guys may know him from the band of Mice Man. Men. His name is Austin Carlisle. What's up, Austin? How you doing, sir?
0: <laughs> I'm great, man. I'm great. I'm happy to be here.
1: Awesome. <laughs> Well, the phone's already blowing up, so I think we should probably uh, give out the number one more time just in case.
2: Yeah, the number is 888 Again, 888 If you're listening live on the radio, you can also go to ryan com to watch the live stream.
1: Absolutely. Well, look, it, dude, you're here in town. for um, You're coming to the end of your trip. You've been here for a couple of weeks, and we have a big event tomorrow night. We were just at dinner the other night talking, hanging out and uh just decided to uh, tell your story for the first time. Yeah, I uh,
0: I mean I've been a, I've been in the jungle, man, in Costa Rica <laughs> for about 8 months and uh I uh, you know, I really want to just have the opportunity to let let people hear my story and let people know kind of what's going on in my life and where I am right now and where I've been, where I was and where I want to be.
1: Well, tomorrow night we're going to be doing some a cool little question and answer, and uh, we want to invite everyone that's in the not only the Southern California area. I mean, you were in, you were actually in town last week, and people were driving down from all different places. Like there were some from Vegas, um, Oregon, there was Vegas. where else? Portland. I mean, people are yeah. missioning to come out and hang out with you. So tomorrow night we got this huge event where you're going to be telling your story. It's at Calvary Chapel Diamond Bar. The address is two two. 324 Golden Springs Drive, Diamond Bar, California. It's right in the middle of Southern California, right outside of LA. It's right where the 57 and the 60 meet. The event starts at 6 p.m. tomorrow and it'll go till about 8. But after we're actually going to you can come hang out. You can meet Austin in person. Um, we'll be hanging out there for hours after. And it's gonna be rad to actually hear your story because you know, I've been we've been friends for a while now. And uh, just been watching your Instagram, everything that's been going on. It shows like you're on tour and then you're in the hospital and then you're on tour again in the hospital. And then also you're in Costa Rica and there's so many details. And that's what we want to use tomorrow night for to, to kind of go through that story. But it's rad that tonight we're going to use this opportunity to actually talk to some of the, some of the people that are following you online your fans and friends. The blood. Um, yes. The lifeline. My yes. lifeline. Yes. These guys a lot of radical things have been happening but just tell 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 everyone um what's been going on down in Costa Rica cuz you know you're in this beautiful place riding scooters, what, scooters. I hear Costa Rica is amazing
0: I have a I have I have a real motorcycle I was on a It's only a 125 cuz my dad didn't trust me with anything it's funny cuz the first couple of weeks I had it I wrecked it <laughs> So uh, no more motorcycle for me but uh yeah, I, I'm in the jungle. Uh, my dad has a small church there. It's about 100 people, 200 people, you know, mm-hmm. for the Christmas and Easter crowd. Yeah, and uh, there's no walls on the church, and it's in the jungle. We have to pour water on top of the roof just to cool it off. And uh, man, I'm just I'm out there healing and and taking time to, to just kind of separate to to kill the noise because yep. you know in October after leaving of my, well, October leaving. You know, we announced it in December. Or, yeah, I think the last day of the year I announced it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I really just wanted to separate myself from everything and just kind of uh, get back to, to my heart and get back to what I think, you know, God was calling me to do. And, man, I've been, um, you know, we teach baseball every Thursday. You know, we do dodgeball. I'm the referee. I'm a pretty good ref. <laughs> um, and uh, it's just a blessing being down there, man. I could just spend the first few few hours of my day in the water, and uh it's just man, it's such a blessing
1: you're doing a lot of uh, rehabilitation too as well from from this from the surgeries that you had
0: yeah I uh in October I was I mean I was in the hospital all month on our last tour when we had to cancel um I found out that I every time I would you know scream mm-hmm. I uh, I had four tears in my the sac that surrounds my spine so every time I would Push down to scream my spinal fluid was leaking out into my more well, shooting out into my body causing me like convulsions and trolley horses and shaking and it turns out um, I was having seizures and I've been having seizures my entire life um, and so that was just part of it and it, it grounded me you know it really just put a halt to things and uh, I actually had lunch yesterday with Valentino our drummer and uh, we were talking about that last show and I was in the corner on the ground screaming, you know, wanting to keep going and I turned around and he's just gone off the drum set. And he's like, no man, like I'm calling it. Cause I know you won't. And um, ever since then, it's just been a, you know a big healing process. And um, I was starting to do a lot better in Costa Rica. And then I started this gnarly procedure where they do like literally 20 to 30 injections in my spine and in my hips and in my legs and they were trying to get everything to flare up to kind of um, make the cells work harder, which makes sense in theory, but not when I was already in that much pain. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, every three weeks I'd go in and get these injections every week, I'd get an IV treatment. And after about a month and a half of that, I just started going downhill. and um, it took uh, it took going to the hospital again in Costa Rica. I got a nice cool helicopter ride through the jungle to San Jose, Costa Rica. And then when I was there, they found two cysts on my spine, mm. so that became this whole thing. They thought it was mm-hmm. this, that cancer, this, whatever. And uh, um, my specialist at Stanford was like, "Don't let them cut into you." Yeah. And uh, so I flew straight to Stanford, and man, I was there for three weeks, four weeks. Physical therapy three, two weeks, and then I've been here for ten days. So.
1: So you've been oh. you've been definitely going through it since since you left the band, and it's fair to say that you having to walk away from the band was probably one of the hardest decisions in your life. Oh man. uh,
0: Yeah. I mean, a mice and men was, was my baby. It was, it was what, it was my outlet to use after I left attack, attack, my first, well, my second band. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, when I knew, when I found out when I was in the hospital in October, within the first couple of weeks that I had to stop, um, you know, it was a hard decision to make. Any, any Anything like that's hard a, hard a hard decision. And I really just felt God calling me to—that to, was his way of calling me to step away. And uh, afterwards, I sat and I told the band, like, you know, it was the day I flew to Costa Rica, November 1st, when I got out of the hospital. And I sat with the band and, um, in the apartment, and I literally said, like, I want you guys to continue on. I want you guys to keep playing the songs, being there for the fans, doing what we do, what we mm-hmm. I mean, what we worked on for for eight, nine years that we had built. and you know I didn't want I didn't want to just because my career and my whole life had just been tripped away from me. I didn't want to I, I couldn't do that to four other people, yeah. four of my brothers too. Mm-hmm. so it uh you know, it took a lot, but but you know, even at lunch yesterday with Tino, like my path is so clear to me now. And, and, you know, the band's doing their thing and they're, they're touring with bands that, you know, maybe we wouldn't have toured, toured with if I was in the band and, and, you know, you never know how things happen. And, uh, you know, my path is different and that's something that I'm discovering every day. And I I have to, I have to adhere to that.
1: Well, I think, um, we're going to, we're going to go ahead and take this call because I think this has to do with, um, number two, we're going to take this call because I think this has to do with that path that you're talking about. Alexa from Texas. How you doing, Alexa? What, what's your question tonight?
0: Hello?
1: How you doing? You're on Live Hi, with Ryan Reese. We have I'm Austin up. in studio. Hi.
0: Hi, Austin. Oh, my God. I've been a fan for ages.
1: <laughs>
0: awesome. Nice to meet you, Alexa. Me. Nice to meet you, too. Are you um, watching right now? Uh, no, I'm listening on the radio, actually. <laughs> awesome. I'm on the radio. Um, my question is, is, how did you manage to get through these rough times in your life, because I went through some of the roughest patches in my life, and your music had honestly saved my life, and it it spoke to me in so many ways that I I just wanted to know how you got through this rough time. Yeah, um, you know, since day one, music has been a big part of my life, and, you know, music is a big healer. Music is, you know, it's universal, and... It took me having to figure out that that music the reason that I connected with it was because of the emotions that it made me feel. But I had to find a source for where that emotion was coming from and why that emotion was coming and and I found that through my I found that through my relationship with Christ and I found that through you know even though all these things were happening to me I felt like God had me on this path <laughs> for a reason and I felt like you yeah. know he was calling me and pulling me to do something different is hard and is painful and is, you know, as bad people could say as that that might seem, but all it was, was him saying, this is what I have for you. This is what you want. And those are two completely different things. And I just, um, for the past two, three years, you know, through those rough patches. That's what I've held on to. And the bad part about it is for the 10 years before that, you know, I resorted to all the negative things from, drugs the drinking to sex to being a wild boy to whatever it is um you know those things just left me more empty than before and they also got me into a lot more rough patches so as soon as i started clearing that stuff out of my life um after i began that relationship with christ and uh that's what's the cool thing is when you come to god you come to god as you are and mm-hmm. he starts chipping away at that stuff you know people always tell me like how could God love me? How could I come to God? Like, why would He ever accept me? I've done this, this, and it's like, no, man, God loves you right where you are, and uh, once you come to Him, He starts taking all that stuff,
1: and and boom, boom. Well said, sir. Well said. Well, thank you for uh, thank you for calling tonight. Thank you, Alexa. We're gonna go ahead and move down. Is there anything that you see that you wanna you wanna pick up here? Yeah, there's I, so
2: many.
0: There's I didn't even realize these are all the questions from
1: man.
2: Yep, coming in.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm gonna go. Ahead, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, this this is a good one right here. While you look at the other ones, I'm gonna go ahead and grab number four. Got it. Michelle from Orange County, California. How you doing? What is your question tonight for Austin?
0: Hello. I I just want to say Austin, I'm such a big fan. Thank you for answering my question. Um, what what inspires you the most to keep moving forward? Love. The, the yes. opportunity to succeed or fail. Mm. You know, I think, uh, you know, when they say, like, say, uh, you know, suicide ruins your chances of ever making life better. Um, You know, no matter how bad it gets, A, there's always someone that's going through worse, and B, man, it just makes those good days that much better. And um, from our fans, to, to, to the people that have supported me from day one, to my family, to my whosoever family, to my... You know, even the stray dogs in Costa Rica, like they inspire me because <laughs> I love those things. And you know, you got to look at those small things in life. And it's hard in today's age that we live. You know, everything's so fast paced. And you know, Ryan, you said it the other day. The average fifteen-year-old gets as much information in a day mm-hmm. as fifteen-year-olds did, you know, eighty years ago.
1: Together, in one year. That's
0: yeah. in a year, and that's gnarly to me. Mm-hmm. Like I, my brain, shh, I can't catalog anything. I have to go over it and over it. and. You know, you got to take it second by second, hour by hour, and just remember that all that stuff you're going through, it's for a purpose, and that that's that's what keeps me moving.
1: You know, it's it's interesting, Sean. Is you know, we could get our eyes on social media and all the stuff that's happening around us, all these distractions, all this noise, yeah. and it could literally you could get so uninspired and get go into a depression. You have to stay focused, like Austin was saying. How he went down to. Costa Rica to kill the noise. And that's even our whole high school tour. It's the kill the noise tour. Yep. We have to kill the distractions so we could hear from the God above what we're created for and the reason why we're here. And that's what inspires us. That's what you makes you
2: go through these moments of like, you can your perspective can change from the aspect of like, this is horrible what I'm going through, the suffering, this pain. But when you can have that perspective change of like, okay, but what, I'm, what lesson am I supposed to learn? And as it was from the first caller is like, God uses our difficulties and trials to encourage other people. They're like, man, Austin's going through a tough time. And for Austin, you've seen other people that have gone through worse times as well. That becomes encouraging to you. God uses our suffering for a purpose. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think Peter even said that like, it may even be God's will, this particular point in my life, for suffering. And are you okay with that?
0: Lee Oswald Chambers says, your comfort is not God's purpose for your life. Mm-hmm. and uh it's funny you talk about how what you're going through inspires people people see it my friend machine gun kelly mr baker <laughs> uh we had in and out today and he said man like what you're doing and what you're going through and like it just it's inspiring and like he said i talked for an hour in finland with post malone about what you're going through and what you're doing and <laughs> you know i told him like that's just me man and I, and i'm like you said killing the noise and I'm mm. connected to the God of the entire universe. Yep. And that mm-hmm. to me, like, man, I, there's nothing greater than that.
1: And that might that may sound like Gnarly. that's <laughs> kind of crazy, but the reality is, is when you, there's a verse that says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Jesus says, seek seeking. You'll find knocking. The door will be open. All you have to do is you just have to open yourself to God and you will have an encounter with him and then you will know he's real. But if you just push away and you're like, ah, it's not real. You'll never know if he's real or not. Hmm. So open yourself to him and ask him, say, God, if you're real, prove that you're real to me. And he will, you will literally have an encounter with him. If you ask him to for forgiveness of sins and ask him to come into your life. And he's not looking for perfect people. I mean, this room right here is a bunch of pirates. I mean, (laughs) he's not looking for people. And then even when you read the Bible, you look at the disciples, they were the motley crew. Jesus didn't roll with like ballers. He was just rolling with the common folks, the blue collar, common Mm -hmm. folks, people
0: those religious people those the people that were in the church they didn't even roll with jesus they didn't like what jesus was doing they didn't agree with jesus they hated on jesus and those are the people that were in the church and i apply that to now Mm -hmm. man if if you that that's why i always talk about it's so important when people bring up christian this and this and this and all this look what jesus said man Mm -hmm. we had a song from our first record no wow second record it's called The Great Handowski. And it said, Read this book. You were meant to live. It all means so much to me, but note, pay attention, whoops, mm. of what's written and read. And in most Bibles, what's written and read is what Jesus talked about, man. And mm-hmm. through all that other noise, through all the other stuff in the Bible, it can get confusing. But what Jesus talked about and what he lived, man, like that, that, that's my answer yeah. to the first three questions that we've got tonight.
2: It came to hurting people. Jesus came to hurting people in their circumstances and situations and saying, come to me, I'll, you'll find rest for your soul." You know, the pressures of life are beating you down. It, whether it was somebody that was blind, physically enabled, or whether it was something, somebody that was being tormented by their lifestyle. The Lord was able to, to set them free, and that, that's the, the cool. People are hurting this world. today. Look at look at our world today. Um, we're, we're in contact with people that, that are hurting. We're hurting people that have come to know that the healing that can take place in, with the Lord. So it's an amazing thing. The phone lines are definitely lighting up, and if you're tuning in yeah, well. right now, this is Live with Ryan Reese. We're in studio with Austin Carlisle. If you want to call in, you can call in at 888-564-6173. Again triple eight five
1: I'm trying to drop a couple of these lines that we're done with and they're not <laughs> dropping. So maybe I can get some tech support over here. I may call Apple tech support. <laughs> There's a lot of calls. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Hey, and if you're if you're tuning in instead of going or being at Avenged Sevenfold and Metallica, thank you because I was supposed to be there tonight with my friends, but uh, you know, I, we sat there and talked we're like, should we go to Metallica to... <laughs> or should
1: we do the radio show? And I was like, oh, Metallica radio, Metallica, Metallica radio.
0: <laughs> Can we play Metallica on the radio? No, we, uh, you know, this is important. And this is, I'm I'm only here for two more days. And that's and, right. You know, this is something that means a lot to me. And, and I know people that have been with us for a year, two years, eight years. I know they know that. And I know that they understand, I hope they understand how important they are to me. And that's why we're doing this.
1: And There's you so know, many questions. I want to say this. Um, tomorrow night, we are going to have a live event with Austin Carlisle, the lead singer, former lead singer of Mice and Men, to tell his story at Calvary Chapel Diamond Bar in Golden Springs, 22324, Golden oh, my, Springs okay. Drive, Diamond Bar, California. Come down, it starts at 6 p.m. And it will end. I don't know eight, but then Austin. I mean, you. It's were, not gonna end at eight. You, you were there hanging out with people last Sunday till four, and the event ended at what time? The, the, we were done by no. like one or two. I I hung out in the
0: church till four, four fifteen, four thirty with people, and then we went outside, and then we went to Chili's, and we were at Chili's till like nine thirty. And <laughs> man, we had like sixty people come out, and That's all awesome. the OG diggers too. Like you know, we had Darla, we had Ed, we had we had uh, we had just people that have been there from the beginning, man, and it's so cool to
2: you know, hey,
0: come join me because I know my yeah. friend's gonna be speaking at this church, and it's gonna be a a message that's important to hear right now in the midst of all this stuff, and to have those people that that not only are fans to me, but have become friends and family mm-hmm. and people that you know, I kind of did it to be selfish, like I wanted to see them, I right. wanted to see you know my 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 blood. I yeah. keep saying that, but that's that's I mean it.
2: That's amazing, and I I think it's important to have relationships like that. Man, you know, another thing that takes place in our lives when we go through these things perspective of like, let's not take a day for granted, right? And let's value the relationships we have in our lives. Like, you never, you don't get these moments back. It's so easy to take things for granted when everything's flowing, and you know everything's flowing so easily. But it's at these moments where you start thinking, man, I gotta, I, I want to take advantage of these opportunities I've been given right
0: yeah you're not you're not promised tomorrow yep and uh i was at a funeral today and uh one of the guys mentioned that mm. you know you got to absorb the day that you're given mm. and you got to absorb and, and love on the people that are in your life now because tomorrow's not guaranteed yep.
1: no it's true the bible says life is but a vapor For smoke here today gone tomorrow you just never know the the, the most amazing thing though is People that have faith in Jesus Christ, we know that we're eternal beings and we will live forever. That's why Jesus said, <laughs> one of the, my favorite verses where the whole whosoever's movement came from, because it's all of us. Jesus said, uh, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him will not perish, but have everlasting life, live forever. And that word whosoever, that's like encompassing. Anyone. Whoever. Yep.
0: Everyone. Anyone. Yep. Red, yellow, black, white, Muslim, Hindu, it doesn't matter who you are.
1: Mm -hmm. whosoever and that's all of us together so we got Alyssa calling in from what what does it say Clifton New Jersey yep all right Alyssa how you doing you're live with Ryan Reese and we have Austin uh, Carlisle (laughs) (laughs) Carlisle in studio (laughs) what is your question tonight Alyssa all right all right let's see let me try one more time Alyssa are you there yes oh okay how you doing what's your question tonight um,
0: before my question, I just wanted to thank Austin for being the most amazing person and my role model, and just thank you for everything. Epic. Um, thank you for being you. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask, what makes you have such great faith in everyone and everything? Or, or rather, what keeps you from losing faith? What keeps me from losing faith? It's a good question. I think the biggest thing that keeps me from losing my faith is knowing that no matter what, wherever God leads, I'm going to follow. And, and if I have God on my side, if the creator of the entire universe is on my side, it says if, if, if he's for me, who can be against me? And all of that stuff falls away because I'm on the winning team and, and, you know, just like we've mentioned, like all the stuff that comes through life, knowing that and holding on to that is that that one thing that keeps me from losing it. Mm.
2: You know, I think of, um, you know, Psalm 23. It's so famous. Even if you don't you don't go to church, you don't know the Bible. A lot of people have been in movies, remember it was in Pulp Fiction a lot. Um, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel no, no evil for God is with me. I was I remember seeing a breakdown of that. And it talks about like when the sheep would actually go down to the still waters or go through the shadows, they would be able to partake of more um, of the best um, pasture that there was. And sometimes in our testings, um, God allows those moments where we're able to experience greater things in our relationship with God through our testings. You get to know more of the character of God through those things. So go ahead and give that
1: number out. We got some more calls, but we we got some open lines now. So the number's Uh, uh, triple
2: eight. uh 5646173 885646173 Hi, right, right.
1: hi. Austin Carlisle in studio and we have uh, Erica from Tampa calling in. What's your question tonight, Erica?
0: Hi, Austin.
1: Hello, Erica.
0: Um, I've been a fan for over 5 years now and I recently just became a Christian this year, so I just wanted to thank you. Amazing. For- Yes, I just want to thank you for always you know putting it out there and being very open about it in such a secular world that you know wants you to be quiet about it, but you decide to speak up. But anyways, my question is, what story in the Bible have you personally related to the most? Uh, I have three. James, okay. Job, and Paul hmm. Paul because his, his name used to be Saul, and this dude this dude killed Christians for a living. He had a gnarly experience with God. He did a U-turn and he became one of the most influential people in the Bible and he became such a, man, just such a light for Christ. Job, because this dude lost, I think, 10 children, Mm -hmm. all his belongings. He had physical ailments. This guy had boils from his head to the bottom of his feet, right? Right. And I know what it's like to be in physical pain and I can't imagine having that kind of pain And this guy, you know, in the whole book of Job, you read as he's going through these things and, you know, he has low points. He's human. We're all human. And he talks about those low points in his life in the book of Job. But at the end of it, everything that that, that was taken from his life and everything that he did and went through, God brought those things back into his life and and some of it even 20-fold. And uh, that's just a super inspiring story to me because... You know, it goes back to what you said. It's those things that you go through. Mm-hmm. God's using that to, to build you into the person that you're supposed to be. And and I see it as God's making me a stronger man, a mm-hmm. more perseverant man. He's making me, you know, a more patient man, um, stronger, wiser. You know, he's doing all of these things because he has a purpose for me. And just because I don't know what that is yet. I don't have a job. I don't have a band. I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow, the next month but I know that if I keep persevering and I keep staying with my faith and keeping with what he's done with for me. And I keep that right here in my head and I hold that in my heart. There's nothing that I can't do.
1: I think about that verse, uh, one of my favorite verses, but this is perfect for your scenario and actually for all people that have a relationship with God, all things work together for good for those that love Christ according to his purpose. God obviously has a purpose for this whole thing. He's, Taking you out of the ban and there could be another ban in store, but whatever it is that he has for you, he's working out his eternal purpose in your life and uh preparing you for this next chapter of your life. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. So good.
0: Yeah. And you say all things work out. That doesn't look like what we think. Mm-hmm. Just because God says all things work out, he doesn't mean you're not gonna have hard times. Mm-hmm. He puts you into that fire. Mm-hmm. You know, when they the gold story, super quick. Yeah, do it. He, when they when you find gold, it's a little chunk and it has rocks and dirt in, it and it's all nasty. And the the gold maker, what is it called? The I refiner guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he puts the gold into this this molten hot fire, and it burns, and all the impurities rise to the top. He scrapes off the impurities, puts it back into the fire, brings it out, scrapes off the impurities, back into the fire. He repeats this over and over and over until when he pulls that gold out. He knows it's ready when he can see his reflection in mm-hmm. it. And that's how I feel God is with us and God is with my life. He's putting me into the fire, getting rid of all those things, chopping out all the stuff until he can see a Christ-like person and a Christ-like man. And that's that's the ultimate goal for me. And that that's a situation that it's going to take me. I'm going to work on that till the day that I die.
2: For sure. And that's what the Bible says. You guys bring up that uh, Romans 8.28, work all things together for good. The next verse actually is key as well because it says this. What's the purpose? To conform us in the image of His Son. That's what He wants to do in our lives. And how that goes about, it's shaving off the side sometimes. It's you know breaking in other areas. It's stripping us of things that we find confidence in. And the Bible says that when He humbles us, then He lifts us up in His timing. And so when you have rest and peace in that, man, everything flows. And it's like, hey, this is just a process. The process that God is doing in my life is for a necessity for a greater work. And you can have peace in that. Amazing. We just
1: got this cool comment. It says, been following Austin since he was 11. Since He's, I was 11. Since I was 11. He is the biggest inspiration watching you find yourself with God. After all he has lost and gained really inspires me in my walk with God. I wanted to thank him. Ollie from Orange County.
0: Yeah, Ollie, I know we didn't take a call, but... Thank you for that, man. You know, and that's the reason I st- keep doing this and the reason that I have to keep that faith and keep inspired is because you never know who sees and uh, you never know who, who uh, who's going to take something from your story.
1: So amazing. Now, remember, tomorrow night, tomorrow night. at 6 p.m., Austin Carlisle will be in at the church at Calvary Chapel Diamond Bar, 6 p.m., for two hours, as the is going to be the actual event, it's going to be an interview, from how it all started to him starting the band to where he's at to this point, and probably to talk about a little bit about his future. But he'll also be hanging out with everyone for hours and hours and hours till, who knows when, Heck come yeah. down. We'll see you guys in two minutes, right after the break.
0: Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say, "Whoop-de-do." Live with Ryan Reese.
1: Say, Loud noises! Noises. All right, it's going <laughs> down. It is going down. Let's give that number out one more time, Sean McKeon. Uh
2: 564 Again, triple eight five six four six one seven three. We are live in studio, live with Ryan Reese. We have Austin Carlisle here just chopping it up. But we also want to bring everyone's attention that tomorrow he is going to be live at Calvary Chapel, Golden Springs, at 6 p.m., you do not want to miss it. Invite all your family and friends. If you're not in the local area here in Southern California, you can watch it all live at CalvaryGS.org and also on Ryan Reese's uh, Facebook as well. You'll be able to stream it, so you're not, you don't have to be bummed out. You're not going to be able to watch it. You can watch it all across the world.
1: Wherever you are.
2: Wherever you are. But
0: if you're close, you better come because... I mean, that's kind of the point. We could fit thousands
1: of people in this venue. So come on down. Really? Yeah. Bring them all. Dude, let's do this. Dude, we'll pile you guys in. Let's do it. We've actually fit. We had to take all the chairs out there one time. We got 5,000 people in there. Yep. Wow. If you take all the chairs out. Okay, if we get
0: 5,000 people in there, we're going to play some music.
1: Amazing. All right. That's it. 5,000 people. Come down. Let's do this. All right. Here we go. We got a rad question right here. Now I lost it. Where would it go? Here we go. Uh, Da-da- Think it's this one from Canada? Yeah, number three. Oh, I'm trying to oh, turn it on here. What's going on here? It's saying drop call. You're oh good. no! Hit it. That tech support came in. Hit it, there man. we go. Hello. How you doing? Hi. What you're on live with Ryan Reese? We got Austin in studio. Oh. What's your question?
0: Um. Oh my God. Sorry. Um. When did you um realize you had to leave of mice and men? It wasn't just like a question
1: anymore. That question is uh, for you, know. Austin.
0: <laughs> first of all, hi, hi, uh, hello, um, hello Valencia. from the other side. Valencia. Yeah, in Canada. Um, I'm sorry, I'm crying. It's okay, it's okay. It's awesome. Um, literally, the moment I knew when I had to leave the band was within the first few weeks of October um we had to to cancel the tour i went straight from the uk flew to la my dad uh, which i hope he's listening watching hello dad i love you i miss you i'll see you soon Uh, but my dad met me in la we flew straight up to stanford and um you know for the past four five six seven years my medical team my cardiologist and all my all my you know my team they said they've told me this whole time that I wasn't supposed to be doing this. Um, I wasn't (laughs) supposed to be up there body banging and head banging and jumping off of balconies and going, you know, every night. And, uh, that's just not something that's good for your body when you have a genetic condition that I have. And, um, you know, and this was just, this was the moment, you know, because of being in the band, I had had to have hip surgery, rib surgery. Um, you know, I've had over like 14 epidurals, Uh, we used to go on tour and every month or two, I would have to get trigger point injections, which are like 14 shots all through your spine where they inject you with Novocaine and steroids and inflammation stuff. Um, not, not like rip steroids, uh, to, to basically just so I could perform and just so I could keep going. And, um, you know, it was, it was time and, um, you know, it was the hardest part I think about that was knowing that I had to stop, and not being able to say anything yet. And, and uh, you know, that's why I announced it the last day of 2016, because that was a gnarly year, and I mm-hmm. wanted to leave it in that year and, and move on to, to 2017, where we are.
1: All right. We're going to go and take this call from New Mexico, line four. How you doing tonight? You're listening to Live with Ryan Reese, and we have Austin Carlisle in studio. What is your question tonight? Um, I wanted to
0: know how
2: he pushed through that on stage. And I wanted to thank him for a lot of stuff that he's helped me with. And thank you for everything that you've done. And I'm I'm shaking. Thank you. Just thank you for everything that you've done. And I wanted to know how you pushed it through on stage.
0: Well, thank you. Um, Thank you for supporting. It sounds cliche, but what we do would not be possible if it wasn't for the people coming to our shows buying our records buying our merch you know that's that's thank you um and and the the biggest thing that i think helped me push through on stage was just the sheer fact that that's what i loved to do more than anything else in the world and those songs especially like pain you make me sick public service announcement like second in Sebring. Uh, I mean, those songs they still play now, those songs are my story. And and I didn't ever write a song that was actually written by me in a mice that wasn't real to me, to my core, because, you know, I said, if I have to sing this every night, it's got to be real because I've got to be able to tap into that, to that emotion. And that's what rock and roll music is, man, is it's that raw emotion. And, and um, you know, I was at, chester bennington's funeral today and the biggest thing that they kept talking about was that emotion that he had and that raw passion for what he did and that's the same thing that i share and that's one of the reasons i looked up to him too much is because it was so real it was so raw and and every night man i would tap back into that and and i would take myself to that place and you know whether there was five people in the crowd five thousand fifteen thousand those people paid money to come see me do what I love. I better leave it all out there
1: for mm. them. That is sick. Sorry, I'm like, it's been a sure. rough day. No, it's all good. We're going to go ahead and take this call from Fremont. They're listening online. Austin's in studio. What do you have to say? What's your question tonight?
0: <clears throat> um, Hi. Um, my question is, wait, before I say anything, I just want to thank Austin, and I just want to say I love you, and um, you're the reason why I stopped um, self-harming, and I love you so much. Mm. God bless you. And my question is, okay. does your relationship with God affect your re- relationship with all your other friends? Does your relationship with God change your relationship with others, basically? Yeah. Um, yes and no. You know, yeah. when you go into a relationship with Christ, you really have the opportunity to A, see who's in your life to stick with you because they're your brothers or your sisters and they love you and they love you for you. Um, I just got off the phone the other day with my friend Matty. He used, you know, this guy and I are like oil and water. He doesn't, you know, he's a a science guy. I'm the God guy. Mm -hmm. But the more he tells me about science and the more I learn about science, the more it solidifies my faith in Christ. And the more I... Talk to him about, you know, how did God create the earth in seven days? Like, that's impossible, bro. Like, you know, (laughs) millions of years old. He talks like that, too, Matty Girls. (laughs) And, you know, like just that. How did God create the earth in seven days? Okay, yeah, that seems gnarly. But guess what? The word day in, I think, Greek, Hebrew, Mm -hmm. the word day means an extended period of time. So in seven extended periods of time, the God of the entire universe made it. Like that's way more plausible, like, or, or, you know, the big bang theory, Mm. most scientists believe that the universe started from whoa. now, if, if God was there before time and God created it and was, will be there afterwards, then, and those scientists, you know, they don't believe in God. They don't believe in any of that, Mm. but how does what the scientists say and what God does, how does that line up? Like that's to me, that's just, man. Oh, I don't, I don't even, I can't even finish my sentence because it just, that just gives me so much hope to know that, that, you know, the more these people shoot and and they search to find the answers to life and, you know, how to live forever, how to do this and this. And, and, you know, it all comes back to Christ and Mm -hmm. it's all in the Bible and it's all been, it's all, there's nothing new under the sun.
2: It's proven. It's proven. It's never needed to be adjusted or changed and still has the ability to change lives from every walk of life. Absolutely. You know, young, old, doesn't really matter because in it, yeah, as um, God's word says it, God has magnified his word above his own name, man. It, it's powerful. This is a fresh comment right here.
1: Uh, which one are we look at?
2: Uh, number four, it
1: says, I sent Austin a tweet and prayed to God he would respond. And he called my daughter at 2 a.m. and literally saved her life. I want to thank him. We will be there tomorrow. And my daughter is now out of the hospital. Now my daughter loves Jesus. Mm. Chino Hills, Steve. That's epic.
0: Hey, Steve. Uh, <laughs> hey, my Maylani. It doesn't even say her name on there. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, crazy story. I go to bed at about 9, 30, 10 every night. I sleep with this gnarly face mask. You know, I got to put in the face mask. I got to lay down. I got I'm out for like nine, 10 hours. But that night was the night that I, that that night was the night I got an email and I was invited to Chester Bennington's service, this funeral that was today. And I got, I got the invite and I was like, you know, like I'm really kind of nervous, upset about this. I need to get into the word. I need to read the Bible. I need to study. I need to just absorb and I started reading through the gospel and it kept me up for three hours, taking notes, reading, reading in the Bible. And I laid down before I put my sleep mask on and was out. I think it was two thirty in the morning. Um, and I never look at like my DMs or uh Instagram stuff. Like it's not something I pay close attention to. Mm. And the first thing I opened when I was just like, let's see what's popping on Twitter at three AM was Steve and his daughter, they came last week and, and he just, he just reached out just saying, you know, Milani's going through something. Can you maybe give her a call? And I'll just say right now, I don't call people. I have like, I don't know, a hundred contacts. Like, you know, that's just not kind of the person I am, but I called her because I felt like God was calling me to call her. Mm. And I, called melani and i was just laying in bed and i said you know hey she's like who is this i was like it's austin what and she was in the hospital um you know she had tried to hurt herself that night and uh you know god was there with her because even though she attempted something it didn't happen and she was there and i called her and and you know, I talked with her and I just prayed with her and I thanked her and I thank God for the fact that she was still there. And and man, John 10, 10 says the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. I've come that you may have life and life more abundantly. Mm -hmm. Suicide, depression. I'm not good enough. I'm this, I'm this, I'm that. That is not from God. That is Satan. Mm -hmm. And Satan did not when that night and that was so powerful to me Mm -hmm. plus i went to bed at 4 a.m and i woke up the next day and felt awesome at pt and (laughs) then i just got even more sleep the next night so
1: you know just that that's amazing austin i mean we you know with the movement and all of us uh, as we reach out to the community and students and just our friends our tribe Mm -hmm. our people that listen to the music the common thread with people of our friends is that there's the suicide rate the 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 depression, the anxiety, you know, people even having supernatural things happen in their room at night, you know, because they've opened th- themselves through the Ouija boards, through tarot cards, um, all these different doorways of stuff that happens. And it's all, it's all the enemy at the end of the day. The enemy, like you said, has come to still kill and destroy. But Jesus says, I've come to give life abundantly. And it's not till you get to a place in your life where you go, man, I'm just tired of being tired, you know, and you sick surrender. And tired
0: of being sick and tired. Yeah.
1: When you get to that place, And maybe you're listening tonight and you're maybe in that place. You just, what do you have to lose? Just all you have to do is call it to God and say, God, I'm just tired of just being tired of the things that are going on in my life I don't want to be depressed anymore. I don't want to have anxiety. I don't want to deal with this stuff. I want to actually feel peace in my life. Mm-hmm. God will plant his Holy Spirit inside you and you will literally have peace. You will have joy. You will know the reason why you're created and he will talk to you as you talk back to him. As you read the word of God, he will lead and guide you. He'll he'll show you a path to take. He'll open doors. You know, he'll he'll open doors of jobs that you need to get, your school you need to go to, friends you need to hang out with. That's exactly what happened that night. He op- he does this stuff. It's, yeah, go ahead, yeah. talk. Just, no, just <laughs> me
0: being in the Word that night yeah. led me to, to to talk, you know. It, God works in such mysterious ways, man, and, and it just
1: blows my mind every time something like that happens. He works supernaturally in the natural realm. So all this supernatural stuff was happening that day. You were just in the natural realm. You're reading your Bible. You're about to go to bed. You're going about your business. But because you're in tune with him, he starts working supernaturally to, he wants to use you for the situation of this girl that's going on. And how would you even know to do that? You could say, yeah, you could say, oh, it's by coincidence. But the problem is when you're walking with God and all these things happen all the time, it's not yeah. coincidence.
2: No. Well, <laughs> it's, you know what? I was just thinking about this, man. Satan is such a, a deceiver. You know, one of the things that he likes to do in so many people's lives, this is common with young people, old people it doesn't matter. He wants us to feel like we're all alone. Nobody gets it. You know, and so it kind of leads you to a place of isolation. You know, Satan wants to isolate a person, get them all by themselves, and depression all this stuff of of life just overwhelms them. You know, I believe it's in Proverbs 18, which says, a man who isolates himself. He seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. And that's what happens sometimes. But the Lord, how he allows us to have relationships with people. I've been tripping out listening to you, Austin, and, and the people that have been calling in because you hear this heartfelt connection of music and the communication, like you said, like through the lyrics, like you're pouring out your heart and connecting because there's hurt that can be related to by many people. And they recognize that they're not alone. I think that's very important to realize and understand.
0: We, I wrote a song called You're Not Alone. And the biggest thing that has, you know, kept me going and, and, Why of mice and men was what mice and men was, was because I've been there, you know, I've had, I've had divorce, attempted suicide, violence, drinking, drugs, grand theft auto, not being good enough, grades, you know, whatever it may be, all of these situations, losing parents, losing Mm -hmm. loved ones moving I've lived in nine states like I was from school to school and and moving around I've been through this stuff and then I wrote music about it I let it out I got I had a way I needed a way to get it from in here and sitting and stewing and to get it out and and over the years that turned into I need to share this because all of these people are going through the same thing and and whether they even know who mice and men or I am or not everyone in the entire world is going through something mm-hmm physical, spiritual, mental. And that's the one thing, man, like, I don't care. I'll just say it. Republicans, Democrats, black, white, Muslim, Christian. Mm-hmm. Stop. Like, we are human beings. All of us. And, and even if you're a spiritualist and an atheist, you don't believe in anything, you can understand that one thing. And that's so important because we all deal with the same issues. Whether you're a 40-something-year-old screamer of a, multi-platinum new metal rock band that's inspired millions of people or the girl I talked to on the phone the other night. They deal with these same exact things. And that just goes to show that S- S- Satan's clever. He's not that clever. Mm-hmm. He's putting people through the same stuff, man.
1: Absolutely. Well, I'm going to plug the uh, the interview tomorrow because you're going to be live yeah. in person tomorrow. At 6 p.m. at Calvary Chapel Diamond Bar in Golden Springs, 22324 Golden Springs Drive, Diamond Bar, California. Come out. It starts at 6. It'll be going on for at least—the event will be two hours, and then Austin will be hanging out for hours and hours and hours after. So come on down. Come on, come all. Um, it's all ages. It's free, and uh, we can fit thousands of people inside. So roll out. We'll be there tomorrow night. Here's a, a fun question. You know, we got a little bit of time left, so— ah. Uh, uh
0: flown by. Yeah,
1: I know. Austin, he says, uh, let's see. Gray says, what happens when you get writer's block? How do you get rid of it? <laughs> From uh, Wisconsin. Don't get chipped while you're out there.
0: Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, what happens when you get writer's block? You know what? It depends. You know, some back in the day, I used to maybe have a drink. Or I'd go out. Or I would just write something and not have my heart in it and a big thing that happened while we were recording our last record was a big thing that that i you know i felt god really kind of wanted to do more with me because i was sitting here trying to write lyrics that were just along the line enough to be acceptable enough for a secular band and not have anyone say whatever whatever this and this and i had writer's block because I couldn't write what was really in my heart and what was in my heart was I just looked at it when I went to storage the other day, I have the journal from the stuff I was writing and I was trying to, I was calling out to God, man. I was, I was writing some crazy deep stuff and, and you know, I have writer's block when my heart's not in it. And, and, and and I realized that, you know, to have my heart in it, I got to be there and I got to be with the music and, and, um, you know, I mean, I guess that's, Yeah. I guess that's the, uh, it's hard. It's weird. I feel like, uh, where do I look and who am I talking to? This time's flown by, man. I just, I just wanna say thanks for having me too.
1: Okay, here's another one. Cynthia from, Al- from Atlanta. <laughs> no, there's so many questions. I know. There's so so many many questions. Questions. I, I wanna get all these questions if possible. Yeah, let's
0: cut number three. We don't need to
1: talk. Yeah, about yeah, them. we're gonna go through those. Okay, here we go. Uh, oh, we're not gonna go through that. No. Austin, <laughs> question How does Austin feel about receiving the heart? of matcher award that's from cynthia in atlanta the
0: heart of the matter award yeah uh well okay i guess i can talk about it (laughs) i received the. it's called the heart of the matter award it's a medical award in the medical industry um i don't know the, the description pioneers that lead the way for what they're dealing with basically just me sharing my story of my my medical journey with with the people that are dealing it my brothers and sisters that have you know from marfan syndrome to to ms to so many different genetic orders you know it's something that has ailed me my entire life i didn't even know what it was until i was 17 then had a dna test you know and, and i'm sitting here side by side now with people that are going through the same things and Next week, the reason that I have to leave is I'm going to it. Excuse me, I'm going to Atlanta. Um, the Marfan's family conference is there. Uh, they did a giant walk. We raised over a half a million dollars for research for 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 Marfan syndrome. You know, my mother passed away because she was taken to a hospital where they didn't know what Marfan syndrome was, hmm. and it was so. It's just. If that doesn't inspire me to have a purpose to raise awareness, then I don't know what will. Yeah. And and that's what's that's 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 my my purpose. You know, I don't want anyone that I care about, anyone that has listened to the band, anyone that I've come in contact with, anyone that I love or, or just anyone to, to lose a loved one or, or, or a, a child or a son or daughter or mom or dad just because a hospital doesn't even know what is wrong with them. And um, you know, the Marfans Foundation, please you know, look it up. I think it's Marfan's foundation.org. And, uh, they're such a great group of people. You know, I'm going down my, my cardiologists, my Marfan specialists, my team from Stanford, they're going to be in Atlanta. There's 550 families from all over the world that are meeting in Atlanta because someone in their family has Marfan syndrome and they come to learn. And there's clinics and there's tests. I'm getting an ear test done. Cause I can't, I'm deaf in my left ear. Um, and they come to, to have that community, to be with people that are going through not just the same things, but they have the exact mutant gene. And being an X-Men fan, I love meeting fellow mutants. It's like, let's go. Magneto's not going to win. I'm with Charles Xavier. Even though Magneto in white is super sick.
1: All right. So check this out. We got a couple of minutes left. We couldn't get to all these calls, obviously. But, you know, we tried our best. Um, I'm going to end it with this. This is Jesse. Jess from Florida. And the question is, how does it feel knowing that you've saved so many people's lives? How does it feel that you've God's used you to- I was just going to say, <laughs>
0: I have not saved a single life. Maybe besides the, the family that got swept away in a flash flood in Costa Rica. They swam out of their Jeep and I gave them a ride home. That might've been the only time I saved someone's life.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: People have to understand that the music inspired them motivated them push them to save their own lives to reach out to to whatever it may be to take their mind off of a situation to to not stay there you know and and that's what my whole point of mice and men was that's why it was so real and i keep talking about that because i knew that there are so many people dealing with the same things and just to know that you don't have to go through them alone and then me applying that to my relationship with Christ to know that from 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 today for the for the, all of eternity i don't have to go through anything alone anymore because of that relationship and that that there's nothing greater for me than that, and there's nothing greater for me than to be able to express that and to be able to share that with people. It's like when you have the best news on earth, or or you know the winning lottery number. You know, I, I don't know. You have the best news. You want to stand on top of a roof and you want to shout it. You want to say, "Hey, look what I found! Look at this! Look at what I just did! Look at what the, this! I, I'm safe. I'm saved. I'm I'm free from this. I'm free from my chains. I'm all of these things. It's good news. You want to share it and." man I'm speechless I'm sorry I just music is powerful but God's even more powerful where do you think music came from
1: well said yep well said well tomorrow night plugging it one last time come down six o'clock yeah come hang with me come on we're gonna be there partying from six p.m. to who knows when (laughs) awesome we'll be there we'll be a live interview hearing from the beginning to where it all started to where he's at now And um, we're about to end in a second, but when's that new band start that you're starting? Uh (laughs) We'll end there. Uh We'll talk about it tomorrow.
0: This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m.
1: for Live with Ryan Reese.